0: Welcome, everybody. This is the South Football Guys. I'm your host Evan Newberger. With me, as always, we got Robbie Larson. We got Adam Sidek. Ready to bring you Week Eight action here. Uh, I'm definitely excited. Adam, how you feeling?
1: I'm feeling great, but uh, I feel like we got to mention we got a birthday now, We do. Have we have somebody house. turning 30 Uh-oh. years old.
0: Big 3-0, huh? Big Dirty Thirty. Robbie Larson. Yeah.
2: Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Robbie. Hey, thanks well you know this was a good weekend I think for all of us so you know hope, hope we could keep that rolling up until this weekend so yeah' absolutely. You know, feeling
0: pretty good right now no no better gift than a winning parlay
1: ticket <laughs> that's <what laughs> that is true yeah, we said we'd get you through bipocalypse now and we got ourselves through bypocalypse
0: now <laughs> we we certainly did um let's just get right into the recap I mean uh, we'll start it off let's let's not bury the lead guys the podcast parlay. Big hit. Um, Broncos, Browns, under 41, that Thursday night mess uh, in the wind, that hit. Uh, Raiders first half, um, minus one and a half, that hit. And then Colts plus four on Sunday night football in the slop. That's a winner. Yeah, that was uh, that was sorely needed. First one uh, that we got right all year. Uh, but, Robbie, what's our return at the moment? um
2: it is i'd have to let me pull that up i mean we're on the on the year right now we're uh up 25 bucks uh 18 cents um so uh, we're, we're back above uh uh zero so we're out of the red we're, we're feeling pretty good uh, i mean if you didn't play along with the parlays you'd be up but uh, 29 83 cents, so you lost like four bucks so far um mm-hmm betting the parlays but um i've got a feeling we're gonna hit you know okay playing the parlays is the more fun part anyways Definitely. i don't know about you guys oh gotta play the parlay
0: absolutely um yeah so uh, obviously great news hit the uh, parlay look to keep that going um our lead pipe locks um guys more more winners here uh broncos browns under adam that was you <laughs> Uh, Robbie, you and I were both on the Raiders. Uh, Robbie, you had that first half, uh, uh, minus one and a half. And then I had Raiders minus three. So three for three on the loss. The parlay hits. Our consensus eliminator, the Cardinals hit. So, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of good news out there. It was a great week for us. Um, overall records. Uh, Robbie you and I were nine and four uh on our uh, just against the spread picks Adam eight and five uh over unders I was three and0 uh Robbie two and one adam two and two uh so just a really good week overall um if we're just taking a look at uh, our entire year here uh Robbie in the lead 59 47 and one so great work there uh I'm at 58 48 one. And then Adam fifty seven forty nine at one. So we are all you know right and in that back same back. ballpark, uh, just crushing it, Adam. Uh, I want to get this together for you. So on your confidence picks, which would be your over under plays, and then uh, the stuff that you've uh, set against the spread that you're confident in, uh, you are absolutely crushing it. You are twenty two and eleven plus the twenty one and fourteen. You are forty three and twenty five. That's uh, that's big time.
2: That is huge. Like holy cow, that yeah. that's some good stuff. And you know, I, I was looking at it earlier. If um, you decided that you're gonna just uh, you're just saving, just playing all of um picks that we're us three are confident are on um, then you would be uh, you'd be a thirty one twenty four in one, which uh, that's pretty good too. You know, I, I mean, I guess what i'm trying to say is is that we we we're giving you a lot of different ways to win and you just you just listen to us and make your decisions based on us and figure out what works you know you could be making money with us
1: yeah we got we got a good feel for it this year i have one one thing in particular i'm i'm proud of is how we we've sort of adapted our preseason notions of the chiefs saw on the field that they were not the team that they were the last couple of years and we changed and we adapted. You know something, Matt Nagy is uh, incapable of doing. But yeah, uh, and the well, last five weeks collectively were fourteen and one on the Chiefs. So, you know, one miss, one, one, miss. one <laughs> miss. Who 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 dare?
0: Who dare miss? <laughs> who dare? Who dare miss? Who dare miss? Not uh, this week, yeah. So that's great. And speaking of innovating and changing, um, guys, if you if you can't. Uh, if if you're wondering what we picked and uh, you don't want to take the time to re-listen to the entire episode, there's a solution for you now. The South Laugh Football Guys are on the gram. You can find us. Uh, our handle is S L Football Guys. Uh, so if you're on Instagram, you want to check us out. Of course, we're on Twitter too. Uh, same handle at S L Football Guys. So yeah, check us out. Uh, we're we're you know trying to be more present there. Uh, make sure uh, the word gets out and. Uh, Yeah, just trying to have a uh, a wider presence. So um, yeah, just make sure you give us a follow there.
2: Yeah, going to give a quick shout out to my brother Jeff Larson. Uh, He's kind of taken over uh, uh, our we'll we'll call it social uh, media manager right there. You know, he's he's been doing great so far. You know, he's just been on top of things. You know, love love what we're seeing from him. Um, Yeah, follow us. Yeah,
0: absolutely, brother Jeff. Uh, Looking forward to having him on the pod here uh, coming up shortly. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. He'll, he'll be on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Uh, so with that, uh, before we get into the games, uh, why don't we uh, take time to hear from our sponsor right now? Adam?
1: Yeah, we're going to shout out to our sponsor, uh, WagerStream. Um, I know they've been all over the place. They have a bunch of commercials. Um, you might know their, uh, their head sponsor, uh, Tyrone Bettis, also nicknamed the trolley um yeah this very very good ease of uh ease of play make it very easy to deposit easy withdrawals they give you promotions uh parlay boost um just this overall very quality website um you know they have very easy to use app um it's it's really the only thing i bet on uh wager stream um just just pure class. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but um, definitely something I prefer. And I'm glad they're responsive for us.
2: You know, what I love about it is that, you know, it, it's a new, new type, you know, technology constantly changing. Right. And, you know, it, what Stream does, you know, they allow you to deposit in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, TrolleyCoin, you know, every, anything you can imagine, really, you know, they'll, they'll do it. And, uh, you know, just uh, love that they're kind of with the times and, you know, they're a new form of betting, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, they're they're innovators for sure. Wager stream. Wager get stream. on it.
0: Download the app now. All right, guys. Uh, with that, let's get into our Week 8 picks. Uh, started off, it is an intriguing Thursday night game. Uh, we've got the Green Bay Packers taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are six-and-a-half point home favorites in this one and the over under is set at 50 and a half um so with that uh guys i i like the packers this week i'm not necessarily certain they're gonna win but plus six and a half uh for aaron Rodgers, i think is always a pretty good uh play plus uh i like the fact that the packs defense uh, i really like the way they've been playing lately um, and I think that they're going to be able to keep this uh, game relatively low scoring as well. I think it'll be tight a lower scoring game, especially than the 50-and-a-half uh, would, would lead you on to, to believe here. So um, I'm liking the pack to cover the 6-and-a-half, and I like the under at 50-and-a-half. Um, Robbie, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I kind of like the under 50-and-a-half uh, too. You know, this is uh, this is uh, interesting for the Packers because uh, they're, they... Very likely missing uh, Devontae Adams. We might hear about that soon, actually, uh, since he's got to pass another COVID test or to be able to clear. Um, or uh, So we probably hear soon if he's got a chance of playing. It, right now we still think there's a chance. Um, I think it's kind of slim. Um, we know Lazard is a cl- close contact, so he's not going to be playing at all, especially since he's unvaccinated. So you're looking at the Packers team that's coming in. Um, with, uh, what, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who is uh, coming off the IR, and Randall old man Randall Cobb. Um, man, I, I just I just have a tough time picking the Packers because of that, especially since the Cardinals have just been better both sides of the ball, if you ask me. So I'm going to side with the Cardinals. Um, you know, I, I have noticed the, the couple, last couple of weeks, as far as the Packers, you know, it, it seems like they've been getting some very favorable calls over the last couple of weeks and I wouldn't be surprised if they get some more this week but I still don't think that'd be enough to help them against this Cardinals team this Cardinals team just feels like it's too good right now but then again uh, I've only gotten one right on the Cardinals and that's because I just leaned on you guys last week so uh, what do you think Adam
1: uh this one's interesting to me um you know I, I I'm gonna t- I'm gonna lean to Packers if if you can buy this to seven, I think that's a really good play. Um, I just, you know, I've I've watched a lot of Packers games throughout the years, and I I really can't remember a game where the Pack with Aaron Rodgers were, you know, six and a half seven point dogs. Um. So, I mean, it, it, if I were if I were to bet the Cardinals and they didn't cover, and you know Packers made it close, I'd you know just be devastated with myself because I, I i know how good aaron Rodgers is i and everything robbie said is true i mean they're down a whole lot of weapons um they're playing the best team in the nfc right now and they're on the road um there's a lot going against him but I, in the end of the day i i, I got to you know i got to trust aaron Rodgers to do what he does and what he's always done and uh yeah i'm going lean to pack here
0: all right yeah it should be uh a really good game. I mean, Thursday night you don't typically see a kind of a marquee matchup like this. So, uh yeah. very interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I it's potentially game of the week if Devonte Adams plays. Um so we'll see. Uh we they, should find out.
1: Aaron Rodgers has been very good without Devonte Adams going back 3 yeah. years now. They they found he finds a way. So, I don't
0: know. he always does. Yeah. Um, if Devontae Adams were to play Do you think that line drops to 5?
1: So so going into the week Before we heard the news of Devontae Adams This was Cardinals minus 3 And it jumped wow. all the way oh, wow. I think it jumped to 6 Minus 6 and then to minus 6.5 Once Lazard got out so. wow. I didn't realize that's what it opened at Yeah, oh. it opened at minus 3
0: Interesting, yeah Well then it'll probably drop down to at least 4 if if uh, it comes out, be. he's playing. Yeah. So. And then
1: on the other side, J.J. Watt was ruled out today. Um, you know, he, he's a situational pass rusher, but against the run, he's still one of the best. So I maybe maybe may Pack able gonna to run be, the ball a little they're gonna bit more. They're going to get
2: Chandler Jones back at least. Yep. that's going to be a you know, probably kind of a wash if you ask me. Maybe in that positive. At
1: least in the pass rush, but yeah, yeah.
0: Well, they I imagine they're going to lean on Tanyan and uh, they're going to lean on Aaron Jones big time in this game. So we'll see. Um, yeah, it should be a good game no matter uh, who's out there for the pack. You know, uh, it's one of those things uh, where Rodgers can take just about any team and make them competitive, so we'll see. All right, uh, next game up, we've got the Miami Dolphins taking on the Buffalo Bills. Bills are 13.5-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 49.5. Uh, Adam, why don't you uh, lead this one off?
1: uh so i i got two plays here one i'm not confident and one i almost locked up um so I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off with the spread i'm a lean dolphins um this is just a little bit too big of a line here i i'm one of the biggest believers in the bills but and coming off the bye they, they should take care of business but 13 and a half is a lot of points and I, I i understand what the dolphins have been this year and it's not a great team but um their offense the last two weeks with two has been looking a lot better. They're starting to get healthier in the wide receiver room. Um, and, and you know what? Tua might be a little rejuvenated with uh, you know the Deshaun Watson talk, maybe playing for his job. And he, it's showing. Um, some Alina Dolphins here don't feel great about it, but I love the over here at 49 and a half. Um, Bills are gonna put up points. This Dolphins defense has been a letdown this year. I'm not worried about that. And then on the other side, like I mentioned, this Dolphins offense is starting to come into gear. Gaskin's getting more involved in the past game. He's, sick he's really stepping up. Um
0: Devante Parker should play.
1: Yeah, he should play. Uh I, I just I, I like what I'm seeing in the last two weeks of the Dolphins offense. So I I think there could be a lot of points here, and I'm I was surprised to see that this one was under fifty.
2: Yeah, I'd love that over too. Um I think I, I a lot of what you're saying, you know, this Dolphins offense. It, the, I'm not ill confident in them uh, being able to put up points, but I am not confident in them being able to keep pace with the Bills in Buffalo. Um, you know, this team is just they're they're just on a roll, um, and they're easily the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, and you know, I I think there's they're going to be able to roll over this Dolphins team, and um, you know. They had the bye week this past week. Um, you know that definitely helps with them um, get some rest. Um, and, and you know, not sure what else to say. I love besides I love the Bills. You know,
0: yeah, I, I'm on the Bills here as well, guys. I love uh, I love that they had the the long layoff here to prepare for this game, divisional matchup. They know the team well. Um, I just think uh, on both sides of the ball, they're gonna be a little bit too much to handle. You know, I'm a little bit worried that. Uh, as far as the over goes, um, I just I don't know that the Dolphins can get the twenty uh, on the Bills. Maybe they don't need to, uh, but I, I don't know. As far as the thirteen and a half goes, though, I think the Bills are going to be able to put up enough points to cover that. And uh, I you know I think their defense is obviously one of the better units in the AFC, uh, if not the entire league. So um, I think they should be able to uh, dominate both sides of the ball in this one and uh you know this is this is going to be a good way for them to kind of get out of the gate here in the second half of their season so um builds 13 and a half all right uh next game up guys we've got another division battle here it's the Carolina Panthers taking on the Atlanta Falcons this game is in Atlanta where the Falcons are 3 point favorites and the over under is 46 um Robbie why don't you lead this one off
2: these are uh this is not the marquee matchup in the NFC South you're looking for this week. Um, you're going to have to wait till the afternoon games until we talk about that one. But, uh, you know, this Panthers team's just been struggling so hard. And Sam Darnold, you know, he, he started off the year pretty well, uh, but it seems like teams are catching on to him right now. Um, he's just getting shut down left and right. And this Falcons team, it seems like they've found their stride a little bit. Um, they had a rough one. Close one last week against the Dolphins, but they were able to pull this off. But I think at home in this one, uh, they're not going to. They, they shouldn't have a problem with taking care of business against this struggling Panthers team. Um, I, I'm probably not going to touch this game, to be honest, but uh, I, I do feel like the Falcons should be able to take the Panthers here.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one to me. I, these two teams are polar opposites. The Panthers, you know, started off pretty hot, offense rolling. I know, I know um, ja, ja Rule, uh, Matt Rule was getting a lot of cred, him and Joe uh, Joe Brady for, you know, their creative offense, Sam Darnold rolling. Uh, on the other side, the Falcons really got off to a slow start on offense. Arthur Smith was taking some flack, just not throwing the ball downfield, a little too run heavy. And you know, after week three, those both completely flipped. Uh, like Robbie said, they're they're starting to figure out what this Panthers' offense. Teams are, and, and Sam Darnold is not looking like the quarterback he was in the first three weeks. Uh, he was flat awful last week, and he, he's been bad the last month. Um, on the other side, Falcons—they're playing much better. Um, you know, their their offense is really rolling into gear, and I—I um, I mean, I I understand. That their opponents have not been the best uh, the last you know three weeks and they've they but they've they've gotten wins would against those teams regardless you know they got to win the games you play and uh man I, I I don't like this game I think three is a great line uh, I'm definitely gonna stay off but uh, in situations like this I I just take the team getting the points in these division matchups so I'm gonna lean the Panthers um could see could see the Falcons winning this one easy I, I'm gonna stay off.
0: Yeah, I like uh, I like the Falcons in this one. Um, I just after seeing kind of the disarray that the Panthers have been in in the last few weeks, I just I don't have the confidence to to bet on them. I mean, even even with all the issues that the Falcons have had, um, I just I don't know. The Panthers have just looked so bad ever since that Cowboys game. I am not sure what happened there, but uh, they they got exposed and their offense is uh, really turned down. You know, some of that's probably got. Uh, something to do with Christian McCaffrey being out, but uh, even still, um, you would think that they'd fare a little bit better. So uh, I I wouldn't feel comfortable uh, taking the Panthers plus three on the road here. Give me the Falcons. Um, you know, I I don't like the way, I don't like a lot of things about the Falcons. Um, you know, they're not really running the ball well at this time. Uh, it's kind of Matt Ryan, Pitts, and, and Ridley having to, you know, carry the whole load for him, but uh, you know, for me, it just kind of beats the the other bad alternative here, which is this Panthers plus three. Um, when you know they haven't shown me anything for the last month, so I'll take the Falcons minus uh, don't,
2: three. Don't disrespect Cordero like that. He's been he's been pretty good. <laughs> he's yeah, good. He, he's been. He's a found weapon. his role like that. You know, that, that kind of uh, uh, utility man. You know,
0: he's been a.
1: He's been so pretty it's only solid. took him a decade the NFL, to figure <laughs> out his work, role, his but role. Man, he's playing good now.
0: Yeah, he's uh he's definitely looking a lot better than Mike Davis, that's for sure. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Detroit Lions. Lions are three point underdogs at home in this one, and the over under is set at forty eight. Uh, guys, I really like the Lions here. Um, you know, these are two teams uh that certainly don't have playoff aspirations. Uh, there's. Uh, a lot of roster rebuilding going on for both teams, but I just think the Lions probably are the team that's going to come into this game a little bit hungrier. They're still uh, looking for their first win on the season, but they've been playing, you know, tough, close games. Um, for them to get three points at home uh, when they've been in these close games against better opponents, I mean, you think about how well they played the Rams last week, even though they had to break out kind of all the stops to do it. Um, I, I still like the Lions to at least stay competitive in this game at home against a subpar Eagles team, uh, I would classify them as. I mean, they're they're definitely not somebody that uh, I'm worried about it, uh, really beating up on a team on the road. So give me the uh, Lions here, plus three. Uh, also like the under 48, I just think the Lions defense is uh, coming in motivated, and they're going to be able to, uh, you know, keep the game pretty low scoring. Uh, I expect, uh, you know, the lions really to try to control the clock in this one uh so we'll see but i like the under 48 and then the lions plus 3
2: man i, I want this to be the the first win for the lions it, it it seems like it could happen but man i'm not i'm not so sure about this um you know the eagles we know who they are they're a second half team and you know jalen hurts will do whatever and scramble and make make plays and able to claw back against a Lions team you know if they're down um I think the only play I'm gonna have in this game is uh, Lions um the, the first half um you know plus tight or uh tie no bet um so which is well pretty much Lions plus zero in the first half so I, I think there's a, a good chance the Lions uh win the the first half here um you know it i it's the Lions, though, so I don't feel great enough to make this uh, another lock of the week as great as I felt about the Raiders last week, but I, th- I still think that there's a very good chance they come out hotter than this Eagles team that's just been struggling to start, and, um, you know, are the Lions going to be able to keep it up in the second half? I'm not sure. I'm just worried about some Jalen Hurts' uh, ridiculous second half comeback again, so, uh I'm taking the first half, but that's it in this game.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do like the Lions here, uh, and I'm willing to take a money line. Um, you know, they they showed us all a lot last week. Um, you know, Dan Campbell has firm control over that locker room. They, they, they're they not a team that is lacking in effort, um, maybe, maybe other than that Bengals home game. But uh, this week... Uh, I, I think they got a real shot at winning. Um, Eagles. They they lost Miles Sanders, and I although they really haven't utilized him. Um, he was at least a threat to run the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I just don't think the combination of um, Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell pose much of a threat uh, against the run. And lines have been a little been pretty bad against the run, so it you know makes them one dimensional. I I could see the Lions defense maybe getting a pick or two here. Um, Against Jalen Hurts, and as long as they keep keep him in check somewhat in the fourth quarter, where Jalen Hurts just eats, uh, I think they got a real shot at winning here. And and just narratives for these two teams, I, I I just don't think the Eagles team is willing or has the I don't know the eagerness to win as as much as the Lions do to get their first win here. The Eagles team's clearly playing for next year. Report today that Gardner Minshew is going to get a shot to play a couple of games uh this year you know, they got three first round picks the next year. The Lions are gonna win this game. I got a good feeling about this.
2: You made a good point about Miles Sanders. Uh you know, he's a he's a guy who people just look on the stat sheet and say, Oh, he hasn't really produced enough. But yeah, he's he is a lot better than Boston. Yeah, he's a Scott. threat, yeah. Like he he could break off a big one if he gets more touches, but he's just not been getting the touches.
1: Okay, yeah, they don't so. u- they don't use him like they should, but
0: should uh, should be an interesting game. I mean, I don't know. Lions, this is your shot, right? Uh, you only get so many cupcakes, so uh you got to capitalize on one of these. We'll see. All right, next game up. It's a uh, divisional matchup here. Uh, Titans taking on the Colts, where the Colts are one-point favorites at home in this one. Over-under set at 51. Adam, why don't you kick this one off?
1: Uh, you know, this, this line opened up. I mean, we we checked it this morning. It was Colts plus one. Now it's Colts minus one. Don't really understand the shift in that line. Um, but I'm still going to lean to Colts here. Um, Carson Wentz. I, I said it last week. He might be back. Like he he is downright impressive. He had the one fumble slash interception last week where the guy knocked it out of his hand. Other than that, you know, he's moving around well. The read options working. Um, you know, he's got Michael Pittman on the outside who's playing. He's straight balling um I, I like what the colts offense has has become over the last three weeks and the defense you know they're ball hawking forced turnovers um yeah i, I just i just like overall what the colts team is looking like and it, the titans they were damn impressive last week too um the, the, this is just gonna be a close game i, I i'm gonna lean the home team here and the colts probably need this one a little bit more than titans do but I really like the under in this game. Interdivision matchup, two teams that run the ball, um, and this line is 51. Doesn't make sense to me. A poundy under.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as the over/under, I, I think that's a pretty good line. I I could see this either being uh, just a complete slugfest, or both teams are just going all out, and this this is something like a. 34 33 kind of game something crazy like that but i i man this this is a game i'm staying off of altogether i think you know i think this is a great line um you know titans you know they, they've been pretty impressive the last couple weeks uh you know they had two big victories at home you know bills and then chiefs you know that that those are pretty big wins in the afc or well i mean we don't think as much about the chiefs we kind of so that could have happened, but um, even still, that that's a big one for them. And you know, something tells me about this game that the Colts are going to be coming out to show on this after two tough games between the Titans. Um, I'm going to lean on the Colts in this one. I don't feel great about it, um, but you know, they they might also get a Ty Hilton back this week, so you know that that could open up the Colts offense a little more. Um, Titans are starting to get healthy too. I mean, can't ignore the fact that Taylor Lewan, you know, they're easily best lineman uh, on that team coming back is going to be a huge boost for that offense, and um, especially in pass protection. So, um, you know, this this I expect this to be a close game, one way or another. But I'm going to lean on the Colts to pull it off here.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Titans in this one. I just feel like. Uh... You know, there's uh, you can make an argument. The Titans are probably the hottest team in the NFL with their last two uh, victories. Um, yeah, I mean, very impressive form of late. Um, you know, I just uh, like you said, you got Taylor Lewan coming back. That's going to be big for them. Uh, especially a team that uh, likes to run the ball as well as they do. Uh, Colts, you know, also uh, they've been playing really well of late. Um, so. This is this is going to be a close game. Uh, I just think when I look up and down the rosters, it's uh it's maybe just a little bit too much talent on the Titans end uh over the Colts. But you know this is this is kind of a toss-up game. I'm going to say the Titans, but uh, I don't think I've got the confidence to bet. It should be a great game, but um, I think it's a true toss-up. Okay, next game up, guys. Uh, we've got the. Uh, L.A. Rams taking on the Houston Texans. This game is in Houston, where the Texans are 14.5-point dogs at home, and the over-under is set at 47.5. Um, guys, I know I like the Rams this week. Uh, I, I just think they're going to be able to cover that 14.5. Uh, got through a bit of a scare against the Lions last week, and I bet uh, McVay wasn't probably too pleased with uh, the performance overall in that game. Uh, I bet he lights a fire under him for this game, and and they come out strong on the road against the Texans, who might be getting Tyrod back. But I think even even still, even with Tyrod, uh, Rams are gonna be a little bit too much for him uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So I think they'll cover the fourteen and a half.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna stay off this game. I, I think if Tyrod is hundred percent in, I'd I'd go Texans, and I'll, I'll lean Texans regardless. But um, just getting fourteen and a half at home. If Tyrod plays, I think they cover that. I, the Rams' defense this year hasn't been historically as good as they've been the last couple years. And I know Texans, they, they might be full sell mode. They just traded uh, Mark Ingram this, uh, today to the Saints. But, you know, they still got a couple weapons, right? <laughs> Cooks. Um, who they got running back? Lindsey and David Johnson. David Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Um, and where is
0: Philip Lindsey? I <laughs> I haven't seen him. <laughs> yeah,
1: and to be honest, like, this offense looked pretty good under Tyrod. He was, he was uh, playing as well as he had in his entire career. So, um, yeah, I'm only in the Texans here. Not going to bet this game. Cause I can see the Rams rolling.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this game, but uh, I was, I was strongly on the Rams earlier today. Then when I saw that report about Tyrod probably coming back this week, Um assuming he has no setbacks this week. Um, I Switch over the Texans, but this is not a game I'm going to touch now. Um, not if Tyrod's starting, um, you know, in these last um, what what was it five games with Davis Mills, they've only had five touchdowns as the Texans, but in the two games with Tyrod, they had six touchdowns. Like that's a huge difference to me, and it it shows, yeah, that that they're missing them. Uh, they're very competitive those first couple of games, but. Now that, you know, Texan just came dog dude, But, um, you know, it, I will say if Davis Mills, Mills uh, does end up starting this game, if Tyrod's not ready, you better know I'm going to slam the Rams at 14 and a half right here. Like, they're going to be able to take it to them. But with Tyrod, I think the Texans might keep it a little closer.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um, You know, for, for my money – yeah, it's, it's kind of an ugly game to bet. But I would think uh, I would think that Tyrod would be kind of, if he starts, the line's going to drop below 14, I would guess. So you kind of get inside that two-touchdown number.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would think so, right?
0: Yeah, so we'll see. Um, should be an interesting game nonetheless. Uh, let's uh, move on to our next one here. It's the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the New York Jets. The Jets are 10-point dogs at home. And uh, the over-under in this one is set at 42. Uh, I'm I'm all on the Bengals here, minus 10, and uh, it's going to be my lock of the week. But it's a lock! No! Just an absolutely great game uh, against the Ravens last week. Uh, biggest Biggest win for the Bengals, I don't know, uh, feels like the last 10 years, to be honest. I mean, that was a huge game for them. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, just uh, absolutely great performance, kind of a coming-of-age uh, type thing. So, we'll see. Um, you know, I'm. a lot of people might think they'll be a letdown after a big divisional win uh, like that. But, uh, you know, Jets without, uh, without Wilson, th- that team's in complete disarray. Uh, and the Bengals are riding high. I think they're going to keep it going here. And uh, I like them to cover the 10.
2: Yeah, I, I'm just, uh, with Mike White starting, Like I, I just feel like that offense is going to disappear. I, I don't see a whole lot of production coming out of that Jets offense, uh, even in MetLife uh, with Mike White. Uh, that's, uh, that's some scary things going on. I am very strongly on the Bengals at 10 points right there. I think they're going to be able to crush them. I mean, this Bengals defense has been very good this year. Uh, definitely, they've overachieved a According to what I've expected out of them, and you know this Jets defense, uh, they can't stop anybody right now. You know, especially on the ground, um, Mixon and you know P Ryan, they're gonna just run all over them this week. Uh, I, I love that Bengals minus ten.
1: Yeah, you guys, you guys said it all in this game. I don't know if there's too much to discuss. Just complete statement went from the Bengals last year. I think that proved to proved to me, and I think it proved to a lot of people that. Um, they're for real you know that that ravens team was five and one going into that game and they flat out beat them up on the road so yeah i i i don't i don't know i i, I don't know why that wouldn't happen here on the road in uh at, against the jets at MetLife. so yeah love the bangles
0: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have a pretty penny on this one seems like uh definitely one of my favorite lines of the week so we'll see uh hopefully it hits next up uh 49ers versus the Bears in Chicago. Bears are plus four uh, with the over/under in this one set at thirty-nine and a half, and uh, we're going to be in attendance, so uh, that should be fun. Robbie, why don't you uh, kick this one off?
2: Yeah, we're get, we're going to be there. Uh, so keep a lookout for uh, some uh, guys dressed in some uh, some a peanut peanut tailman. Um, uh, 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 can't think.
1: Right Tupac.
2: <laughs> oh man, um, uh, Troublesome '96 uh, costume, yep. uh, and you got your uh, Rick Dalton. Um, you know, if you see somebody on this, what what, what are the odds we get on TV? All oh, like, very what, What's our line? Bears theme Halloween. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's got to be like minus one fifty right there, right? Yep. Yeah, let's let's call it that. You know that that's the lock of the week right there. Um, but uh, it, you know, I I kind of like. Uh, one of the big news points of right here for the Bears is that Khalil Mack is already going to be out in this game. Um, 49ers side, um, they're not going to have Kittle again for until Week 9. Uh, that came out today. Debo Samuel just got um, uh, limited practice in, um, I think, from a calf injury, which this year seems kind of scary with the calves. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I kind of like the Bears here to keep it close. I I think this Niners team is just generally overrated. Um, You know, again, like what I've been saying about the Bears is uh, if they get pressure on them, uh, they're going to struggle offensively. And I'm not seeing the Niners being able to get a whole lot of pressure. Um, I actually kind of, the one play I do like in this game is the over right here. 30 and and 9.5 seems kind of low. I expect the Bears offense to be able to put up points and, you know, this Niners team, I I believe they'll be able to put up some points, too, um, especially without Khalil Mack in that. So, love the over here. Um, I'll lean on the Bears' side here.
0: The Bears have been competitive in every single game at home. I know they didn't cover against the Packers, technically, but they were in that game uh, more so than the score would say. Just kind of got away from them late. Um, the other thing with the Bears is, You know, good teams will beat up on them, but they can play with, you know, kind of the middle of the pack and, and, uh, you know, they'll beat up on the lower tier teams. And the Niners are not upper echelon by any stretch of the imagination as far as I'm concerned. Um, So for the Bears to be four point dogs at home here, uh, basically implying that they're a touchdown worse than the Niners overall. I'm not buying that. Um, I, I expect a closer game. I think the bears plus four is a uh, pretty good value. So, um, I'll take them at home.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you guys. Um, just getting four points bears have played well at home, like you mentioned. And you know, I, this offense has got to get better. I, biggest, biggest play here. Um, you know, most likely Matt Nagy's not going to be able to coach this game. That's wonderful news for the bears and wonderful. wonderful news for the over. Um, so yeah i'm on the bears plus four and i i agree with you robbie I'm, i really like this over at 39 and a half um i mean i know both these offenses struggled last week um bears it was more play calling and a good defense 49ers it was the weather but you know you're not asking a whole lot to cover 39 and a half lowest line of the, the game or the spread this week and you know i i i expect both offenses to have some success so um yeah, love that over and I'm gonna lean the Bears plus four.
0: Should be uh should be a good matchup. I'm glad we're going, guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um I'll just leave you with this. I mean, what has Jimmy G shown since that Super Bowl? Just injury prone and a lot of game managing. I
1: yeah, I mean their big their big plays this year have been runs and Debo Samuel taking it from, you know, over the middle breaking like four tackles and taking it to the house yeah it's not nothing jimmy g has done
0: i would love to know what jimmy g has done on the road and how many times he's covered a spread as a road dog or a road favorite in the last two years because i bet it isn't often um so we'll see I, i there might be some after after pod research but uh yeah i like the bears this week i'm feeling pretty good about them make that a little more confident uh, okay. All right, uh, next like next up, guys, we've got a good AFC North battle here. Uh, Steelers taking on the Browns. Um, this game is in Cleveland with the Browns are 3.5-point favorites. Over-under is at 42 in this one. So uh, Browns, uh, obviously no Baker his last game, but it looks like he's going to be able to play this time around uh, with the 10-days uh, rest after the Thursday night game. So, uh, looking, looking good there. And then the Steelers are, uh, you know, relatively uh, healthy. Uh, They're coming off a bye week as well. So, um, you know, for me, me, guys, I like the Steelers plus three and a half here. Uh, I'm expecting a very tight game. Uh, I, I honestly think this is a toss-up. Um, I was surprised that the Browns were as heavily favored as they were. Uh, I'm expecting kind of a low-scoring uh, slugfest here. Uh, I, I'm thinking that uh, no matter what, this game is going to be close. So the fact that you're getting three and a half points with the Steelers, that just seems like too much.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, You know, I, I know they're getting Nick Chubb back, but I'm worried about Baker in this game. Not not in the fact that he's not going to be able to perform, but I, I think he might not make it through the game. You know, that this Steelers D-line, T.J. Watt, um, their, their pass rushes looked very good the last couple of weeks, and, um, you know, the Browns, they're getting a little healthier on the O-line, but I still expect the Steelers' defense to have success in this game. And, you know, I, I, Steelers' offense has not been great, but they're, they're taking a little a couple baby steps. I i know Najee's looking a little bit better every week. And yeah, like you said, I expect this one to be very close, but with, you know, both, both these two teams running the ball in a ball interdivision game, um, yeah, I'm leaning I'm, I'm 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 really liking the under forty two here. I I just think this one's gonna be a defensive battle, uh much like you saw last week on Thursday night with the Browns uh Broncos. So le- leaning the Steelers here, uh getting the three and a half points, but um really hammering the under forty two.
2: Coming to your point on the under right there, um yeah, you know, we, we were all over looking at the weather reports last week. Um and there were definitely some uh some uh the head weather games um this one this game right here was probably the worst one of the week which is uh, with projected like 12 mile per hour winds which is still not bad but it should hurt the passing game a little bit at least at least that's what i'd be expecting um but
1: can big ben throw through that wind i don't know if you can great question
2: that is a very good question um but yeah both i think you said it already but both these run defenses are pretty good so i i could see this under happening um that i'll, I'll think about that under maybe maybe i'll hit it with you but um right now uh right now i'm just off this game i think this is going to be close especially divisional uh, i've kind of been flipping back and forth between the browns and steelers and i kind of landed on the steelers right here i think three and a half points is good if it was just three maybe I'd go with the Browns but um, you know Browns have uh, they've got some injuries struggles going on right now so while the Steelers seem to be getting a little healthier at the moment and especially Steelers coming off the bye uh, I know the Browns had a long 10 days from Thursday night football but uh, you know extra couple days probably didn't hurt the Steelers especially looking forward to a big divisional game like this one where you know, loser is in last place in the AFC North.
0: Yeah, um, really, really going to be a, uh, a good game, I think. Uh, this is definitely one of the games I'm, I'm more excited to see. Uh, just, you know, these two teams, it's a flat-out rivalry. Uh, there's been uh, some heated moments in the past. Uh, we've had playoff games, so um, this, is, this is good stuff. I mean, this is... Uh, these are the kind of games you want to watch. Both these teams. I just this is going to be a tightly contested game. Um, given given the rivalry nature of this, I, I I feel pretty good about the Steelers here.
2: I'm sold at. I'm under. I'm going under with you. Under.
0: Boom. All right. Uh, next game up, guys. It's the Jags taking on the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, Seahawks are three point favorites at home. Uh, over under in this one set at 43. So you got the Seahawks coming off a tough uh, home loss against the Saints, uh, they played tough, you know, weather played a factor in that game, uh, but ultimately uh, just came up a little short, uh, couldn't do much on the offensive end, and then meanwhile you got the Jags uh, coming off a bye, so uh, we'll we'll see what they have to offer, I mean, we all know that Urban Meyer knows how to use his uh, off time appropriately, so uh, I'm sure they're going to come in well prepared for this game, uh, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll toss it up to Adam, why don't you kick this game off?
1: Yeah, uh, I got a pretty strong take on this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks minus three, and it's going to be my lock of the week.
0: But it's a lock. Uh,
1: I mean, optics-wise, I can see a lot of people why they would want to bet the Jags. You know, they had the bye week, Seahawks on a short week. Um, Gino did not really look good other than he got half his yards on one play, which it wasn't really. It, it was DK making a play, not not anything he did. Um and, you know, the Jags coming off a win, so they got some good vibes. Um, so I can see a lot of people betting the Jags this game, but I, I really like the Seahawks here. Um, I mean, they're 0-3 at home this year, and, you know, that they have one of the best home field advantages. I know Pete Carroll was very upset after that loss on Monday night uh, to the Saints, and, you know, they've actually played pretty good the last two, game, two games. They went up against the Steelers on the road, um, you know, gave them, gave them a good run at overtime and, and they barely lost to the saints who I believe are a very good team. Um, and, and more importantly, I think this defense is really coming into form. Uh, the last three weeks, um, they've held pretty good offenses to, you know, minimal, minimal yards and minimal points. And I can see them given Trevor Lawrence and company struggles and, You know, I I know defensively the Jags are pretty good against the run, terrible against the pass. And I I think that's going to open up a couple of big plays for Tyler Lockett and um, DK Metcalf. And I I just I I cannot expect the pedigree. of These two teams are completely different. Um, Seahawks, Seahawks. at home minus three versus the Jags is saying that those two teams are even. Uh, I, I don't believe that, and I, I Seahawks are going to get a home one here, at the first of the year, and I, I feel very confident about it.
2: Yeah, that was uh, exactly that was my big thought process too. Um, is this line really implying that the Jags and the Seahawks are on the same level? And even with Geno Smith, I don't think so. I, I think there's a lot of people. I don't. I still don't understand why people are. Really doubting Gino that much. I mean, yeah, it wasn't, he didn't have that great of a game. And yeah, like you said, a lot of his yards came from DK's first catch and that he just turned into a long end zone run. Um, but That was a um, sloppy game, too.
1: You know, exactly.
2: Sloppy. That was a sloppy game. A lot of the weather came into effect there. Um, you know, they were just, both sides were just trying to run the ball and get short passes. Uh, you know, you saw the Saints just dink it down to Kamara the whole time. Um, and you saw the Seahawks just trying to trying to get something going on the ground, but they couldn't because you know the Saints uh, they had they basically had their full defense back healthy again, and they they're still trying to grind through, and they still kept it kind of close. So you know I kind of like in, in a weird way I kind of liked what I saw out of Gino and the Seahawks. I mean he didn't make that many mistakes. If you ask me, it's it was a windy game, but you know if if you didn't this was one of the Games I was uh, debating for my lock, so you know I, I love the Seahawks here. Uh, I, especially in Seattle, I I'm still not understanding why they're only three point favorites here.
0: Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks as well. Um, I won't beat the dead horse. I think you guys made good points. It's just uh, overall, like you talked about, the coaching, the players that have been in meaningful games for the Seahawks. Um, there's nothing like that on the Jaguar. That's a team still learning how to play. It's a coach still learning how to coach at this level. Um, I, I see advantages for the Seahawks all over the field. Not to mention that they're at home in this game. Um, crowd will be going crazy. They they got to Adam. You were right. I mean they got to get a home win here. Um, I think this is the week to do it. So Seahawks minus three. All right. Next game up, we've got the Patriots and the Chargers. Chargers are minus five at home, and the over/under in this one at forty-nine. Uh, Chargers coming off the bye here. Uh, Patriots making the long flight. I, I like the Chargers minus five uh, for you know partially those both those reasons. Overall, uh, I expect uh, the Chargers just to be a little bit too much for the Pats to keep up with, and uh, you know I think I think it's going to be tough for them to uh, kind of match the firepower of the Chargers. Chargers, a uh, little bit of a hiccup their last game out uh, against the Ravens before the bye, so they've got a lot to prove in this game. Uh, Patriots riding high after a big win uh, where they put up a ton of points. I think uh, they come back down to earth a little bit against a tougher opponent. Uh, they, they whooped on the Jets last week, but uh, they're going to be sorely mistaken uh, if they think they're going up against a similar uh, class of opponent this week. Um, so I like the Chargers minus five here. I just think a lot of things in their favor. Uh, long rest, uh, offensive firepower, and uh, cross-country fight for the Pats. So give me the Chargers.
2: Yeah, I was kind of leaning the Chargers at first, um, but I'm actually going to lean on the Patriots now. Uh, I think this is a good line, to be honest, uh, so I'm probably not going to touch it. But I, th- I think what, what kind of swung it for me was that um, this Chargers defense, I think, is – will play well for what the Patriots like to do on offense. And that, and they've been so good on the ground, um, whether it be Damian Harris or Brandon Bolin or Ramondre Stevenson, J.J. Taylor, any of those guys. they've That system's just been so good with the run game that, um, you know, this Chargers defense is, uh, is not going to be able to handle. They've just been so bad against the run that I think the Patriots are going to be able to kill some clock here and be able to even keep it a little close um, but, um, you know, I think it's going to be a close, I think this line is a good one. Uh, so I'm not going to touch it, but you know, I, I think the Patriots are going to, you know, they've been doing better lately. So I think they're going to keep it
1: close. Yeah, I'm conflicted. I think this is a really good line as well. Um, I'm only to chargers. No, no, I'm gonna take the Patriots here. <laughs> flipping mid mid podcast. Uh, you know, I, I just think that, uh, you know, five points is a little too much for me to uh, bet the Chargers. I know they're at home, but this Patriots team is rapidly improving. Um, I, I like you mentioned their run D has been very good, and Chargers Chargers run D on the other hand is one of the worst in the league, and I think the Patriots are going to have success running the ball. This could be a you know ball control game. Patriots playing good d i I, I think this is close enough where they keep it within five, but. Um, I could definitely see this, this is a tough one. I I could see the chargers winning by a touchdown easily. So I'm going to stay off, just barely lean in the Patriots.
0: All right. uh, Another uh, kind of intriguing game. So I'll be uh, looking to check this one out as well. Should be fun. All right. Next up guys, uh, you want to talk about two teams that need to get on the right track here at falling off the rails. Uh, We've got the Washington football team taking on the Denver Broncos. This game is in Denver the Broncos are three point favorites, and the over under is forty four and a half. And uh, you know, guys, just uh, I need, everybody's got to clear out. Uh, I, I need to. I am going to the hole on this one. Um, Taylor Heineke guy was a problem last week. Yeah, there was uh, there was some big money that would have happened. I, I I had a good week, won some money, would have won. Very good money. If Taylor Heineke could have gone like I don't know two for four inside the ten yard line and getting points, uh, instead they went zero for four uh, in the red zone. Uh, didn't get any uh, any points. Uh, Heineke gave himself up at like the inch line uh, when he could have walked into the end zone. Uh, just just an absolutely dreadful performance. Yeah,
1: the worst two sequence it plays in a row he fumbled, I've seen. fumbled the uh
0: the QB dive the next play
1: yeah he yeah. goes down at the one on his own on a clear touchdown does the Lambo leap <laughs> <laughs> and then fumbles a all he needs to do is hold on to the ball and that's a touchdown yeah but yeah I'll, I'll let you continue because that was, was yeah. brutal yeah
0: I've, I'm furious I'm furious at, uh Heineke I'm furious at the team um I'm on Broncos minus three. There's a good chance it's out of spite, but you know what? Uh, Broncos at home here. Um, they've got a defense that uh, has been playing better uh, than the teams has. Both both very highly touted defenses going into the year. Uh, Broncos have kind of maintained that level. Uh, they've been losing games, but it's been more because they can't score any points. and uh, They can't stay on the field. Their offense can't. Um, the team, the team is a myriad of issues, but one of the problems is that their defense isn't very good, even though uh, they've got all the talent in the world. So uh, I'm going to take the Broncos here at home. Uh, I know they're not putting up a lot of points these days, but uh, I think their defense is able to control this one, and uh, the offense will, will do just enough to uh, cover the three.
1: Yeah, this this is a tough one for me as well. There's a lot of games I don't feel great about, and this one's one of them. I'm going to take the team here. I. Realize what you said about Taylor Heineke, and, and you know, it, it was baffling how bad that was, but at the same time, they were able to move the ball on a pretty good pay, uh, Packers team on the road, at will, honestly. It was the craziest stat about that game is they never punted. Like, for a team to put up 10 points and not punt once is astonishing, um, but... I am gonna lean the team here. I just think they got a better offense. Broncos hopefully get a boost with Jerry Judy coming back. Um but Teddy Teddy is either hurt or he's he's just not looking great. They almost made the swap to Drew Locke at half last week. Um I, I I'm just not feeling the the three points here from the Broncos at home. I, I think the team I they probably get the win here, but I think the team are capable enough to, you know, make this a uh Cover the three-point spread, for sure.
2: Yeah, this, uh, I'm with you guys in the fact that I am not comfortable picking this game right now. Uh, yeah, a whole lot of things going on with both sides of these teams where a lot of question marks, really. um, Yeah, like, what's going on with this Broncos offense? Yeah, Heineke, what, what was he doing at first? Like I thought he just slipped before getting in the end zone, then looking at the replay, like, yeah, he kind of just gave himself up. I'm not sure what he was doing there. Could have just ran in, but um, I I wouldn't expect them to repeat that again this week. Uh, I I think they will be a lot better in the red zone. You know that that's probably just a one off week right there for the team. So I'm gonna lean on the team with the points. Uh, I don't think feel great about it. Uh, this is gonna be an interesting game. Uh, I guess another point is that the Broncos at home have just not been as good as what we've expected what they usually are at home you know usually they have that mile high advantage but doesn't seem as much this year but so um i'm gonna
0: just take the points with the team here not feel great about it yeah we'll see uh should be should be a close one um but yeah i mean both these teams gotta get it right here and fast otherwise uh i mean any any hopes they've got of uh, making the postseason are gonna be out the window uh, all right, next game up, NFC South, uh, Buccaneers taking on the Saints. This game is in New Orleans where the Saints are five-and-a-half point home dogs, uh, over under 49-and-a-half here. Uh, you don't see the Saints uh, plus five-and-a-half at home very often, so this is interesting. Uh, guys, even with that said, I'm going to take the Bucs here in this one. Uh, I know they're without, it's not looking like AB's going to play, um, but uh I just think, yeah, you know, that Bucks defense is gonna give the Saints offense a lot of trouble. Uh, they're pretty one dimensional, and uh, it just kind of comes down to, you know, is is Alvin Kamara gonna have a uh, a day? And if he does, then you know the Saints offense is gonna click. But um, if your other defense can contain him and 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 hang in there with him, then you know the Saints don't have a lot of other options. And I I just think Bucks are gonna be able to scheme Kamara out of the game. Uh, effectively enough uh, to put the game in Jameis's hands, and that's just that's just not what you want. Um, Jameis hasn't really looked great uh, this year, um, and I'm I'm expecting the Bucks defense to really win this one for him. Uh, wouldn't be surprised at the under hit either here. Uh, I think I'll probably stay off it, but uh, I'm eyeing if I think if it goes up, uh, I think to 51, I'd probably hit it. So we'll see if it moves, but. Uh, I I'm liking the the Bucks here to uh, cover the five and a half.
2: Under might not be a bad call. Um, yeah, I, I mean the Saints the Saints Stephen def- I mentioned earlier their defense is getting healthy right now. And on the Bucs side, uh, you know at, at least it looks like Gronk is going to be back in action on Sunday. And along that, maybe Levante David too, um, which would be a huge boost to the Buccaneers defense. But you know I. I think I'm gonna put a little bit on the Saints money line. I I think this is maybe too much. I think it's gonna be maybe a closer game than what people think. And you know, if there's one thing I've noticed with the Saints team, um, is that they uh, they have a big game, and then the next week they have they completely implode. And I I know you looked at. I'm sure you saw on the sidelines uh, at the end of that uh, Monday night game, Jameis just. uh, with his crazy eyes just chirping at Traquan smith about uh not sure what but um you know something something tells me they're they're gonna that's not gonna be a huge deal i i think Jameis is gonna get after it especially in a kind of uh buccaneers uh revenge game if you will and you know saints i think it was like plus 180 right now 188 or something i saw uh money line and i think that's a good value so i'm gonna put a little bit on that um so I, i'd like the saints here to keep it close
1: yeah i could see that happen. i i do like the saints here I, i'm probably not willing to take a money line but i can see the value there um yeah I, I mean saints defense is gonna make this bucks team one-dimensional uh they're gonna take away their run they've been the best run defense uh in the league up until this point and uh you know, the bucks bucks are very capable of being a one-dimensional team with Tom Brady and, you know, as assortment of weapons. Um, I, I, I think the saints offense, I know it, I mean, you can't really take anything from last week with how that weather is, but, um, Jameis is slowly starting to build chemistry. Um, you know, I, I know he, last week with the Trey Smith thing, it was his, his first game back and, uh, but you know this like like you mentioned this is going to come down to Kamara and i i think i think he plays well enough and the defense itself plays low enough that Saints keep this within a touchdown and you know a little bit of revenge a little bit of home field advantage um yeah i i i expect the bucks to win here but you know for two teams that know each other well um yeah, I'm gonna take the Saints here, and don't forget the Saints just completely whooped the Bucks last year in in Tampa Bay. So I, I mean, I, I anything can happen in these in these divisional matchups, which is why I I think that what plus one eighty for money line Saints is not a bad value if you want to take a flyer there.
0: Yeah, that is uh, that is pretty good value. Like I said, you don't see the Saints this big of dogs at home very often. Uh, definitely one of the toughest places to play in the NFL too. Uh, Alright guys, uh, next game up It's Sunday Night Football uh, We've got some primetime Kirk Cousins here It's uh, Dallas Cowboys Heading to Minnesota to Take on the Vikings uh, Vikings are 1.5 point underdogs in this one With the over-under set at 55 Robbie, I'm going to turn it over to you
2: Yeah, the, the one thing I'm very confused about this game Is that earlier this morning We were looking at it and Cowboys were 2.5 point favorites And then looking through all the Reports from the day, you saw that Dak got a limited practice, which is good, uh, coming from that calf injury that um before the bye week uh, for him. And uh, even Michael Gallup got a little bit of action, but somehow this sh- shifted a point to- towards the Vikings. And I am just not sure why. I think that's the one thing that's uh, shaking me a little bit about this. But even when I saw this at 2.5, I thought that was not enough points for the Cowboys. I think they're going to be able to come in and smoke this Vikings team. And, you know, I'm, not, I'm going to make this one my lock of the week.
1: But it's a lock! No!
2: Yeah, for, there's one thing we've seen the Cowboys do so far this year is that they're, they adjust their game plan to their opponent. And the Vikings, they've had a pretty good pass defense so far, um, but their run defense has not been good at all. So I, I imagine this is going to be a game the Cowboys are going to use a lot of Zeke, a lot of Tony Pollard, and they're going to be able to get some um, yards on there and be able to get some points on the ground. And, you know, does Dak need to be fully healthy to be able to do that? I, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I, I think they'll be just fine with that. And, you know, on the same point, this Cowboys secondary has been pretty good. And I, I mean, they've been pretty good all around in general, but I think the Vikings are going to be able to run it, which, you know, I also like the under on this one right here. Um, 55 seems like a whole lot of points right here um but uh, you know I, i'm i think the cowboys are better on the offense they're better on defense I'm, I'm not sure why they're only one and a half point favorite so i love taking them here minus one and a half and you know this kind of reminds me of a game i think two years ago it was a sunday night football in dallas uh, against the vikings and I think it was like almost the exact opposite happened. Like the line started shifting to the Cowboys. I think we were all on the Cowboys that game too. And the Vikings ended up pulling off uh, maybe a four point win or something like that. But I'm feeling something similar right here where the lines shifting towards the Vikings. Uh, and I think the Cowboys, they can take it to them.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, if you didn't have this as your lock, I definitely would. Um, you know, even if even if Dak doesn't play for whatever reason, I, I'd still expect them to win against this Vikings team. People people forget, I mean Kirk Cousins in primetime matchups is free money. You know, I, <laughs> like I, I, I don't know, I couldn't tell you how many times I bet him to lose Monday or any any primetime matchup and it's astonishing how bad his record is. I think he's only got one one win in primetime. Um not counting the playoffs, he he pulled up some crazy stuff in in New Orleans a couple two years ago, I think. But getting back to this matchup. Um, you know, you said it, Robbie. They they're, they're going to lean on a run if Dak plays, and if he doesn't, obviously they will. But um, just to keep them from you know keeping uh making this sort of an aerial shootout. Um, but yeah, I think they're capable of even playing that matchup. Um, Vikings, Dalvin Cook. He he is not a hundred percent. Um. I know he's back playing, but he is not getting, you know, his, um, the workload that we're used to. And, you know, people keep asking, <laughs> people <laughs> keep, keep asking, people keep saying that this Vikings defense is, is good. And, you know, I, I don't buy it. Uh, I don't buy it at all. I, I think that they might get a little exposed here at home. And, uh, yeah, I, I I don't understand why this line's moving uh, this way. The only thing I could think of is just looking at the the past four opponents for the Cowboys: Eagles, Panthers, Giants, Patriots. Not 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 great, not cream of the crop, but um, coming off the bye. Yeah, I, I I don't understand. this. I'm just pounding the Cowboys.
0: I mean, are we sure the Vikings are a cream of the crop team? Like they're they're I don't they're think average. So. I don't, yeah,
1: I know they've. I mean, lost early losses, very close losses to the Bengals and Cardinals this year. Look, you know, a lot better now than what they did at the time. But um, yeah, I, I don't see it on the field. No, I, the stats might say something else, but.
0: I I don't see it either, and the fact that you can get the Cowboys at uh, minus one and a half here, I think that's great value. Um, I don't know, a lot of money coming in on the Vikings right now, um, but I think we're all pretty clear. Like I, Robbie, I know I would have locked this up if if you didn't beat me to it, but uh, that's the birthday privilege. Um, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well,
1: I think the line moving might be the birthday. Yeah, privilege. that's.
0: True. I I love I love this line. Um, uh, this is there's gonna be. I think between the three of us, we're going to be on this pretty heavily. So, uh, definitely all in on the Cowboys here, minus one and a half. They're just, that offense, I, I don't see the Vikings being able to keep up with it. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Kirk Cousins in primetime. It's like the track re- record, you know, makes the argument for you.
2: So. Yeah, but against Kirk Cousins in primetime, you know, you could just go to sleep easily on your sleep number bed. Yep.
0: Yeah, so if we get a little uh, a little too drunk at that uh, Bears game on Sunday, you know, least at least we won't have just in case we fall asleep during that Cowboys game, you know, we we can we can rest easy. All right, finally, guys, Monday Night Football. It's the uh, New York Giants heading out west to take on the Chiefs uh, in Arrowhead, where the uh, Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites at home. Over under in this one is fifty two. Adam, might you start this one off?
1: So uh, this one I'm, I'm gonna take the chiefs and I, f- I feel pretty good about it. I know we met I mean even earlier in this podcast, we mentioned how you know we were we were on the Chiefs downfall, I guess you can call it, you know pretty early and we, we adjusted um, you know, even even through that, we, we sort of realized the matchups where they can take advantage and sort of beat up on teams they should. and you know for this being a home game, Monday night football in a must win for them. Absolutely must win um, you know, versus the Giants team that had a very good win last week. Um, but I, I, think, I think this line is implying that the Giants are going to get healthier. And, and there was a report today that greater than 50% chance, Saquon, Galladay, uh, Tony, all those guys are missing. So, I mean, if that's the case, I I can't see the Giants covering here. Uh, I know nine and is a, a lot uh, for a team that last week looked just downright awful. But this is the this is the bounce back, this is the bounce back week for the Chiefs. Um, they they got to get right, and um, this is the opportunity here against a, a pretty banged up Giants team at home. I, I like the Chiefs here.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I like the Chiefs in this one. Um, you know, the injuries, like you said, for the Giants are, are just really mounting up. Uh, and, you know, eventually the Chiefs here are going to have to respond. Uh, I think um, while I lean the Chiefs minus nine and a half, I think the bet I like the most here is the under 52. A uh, couple of things I think lend into that. Uh, obviously, a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball for the uh, Giants, so that should limit their offensive production to some extent, even though that Chiefs defense is very porous. Uh, But the line is high at 52. I think the other thing to factor in here is uh, there was a little bit of a scare of Patrick Mahomes last week. uh, Got hit, uh, looked clearly dazed. I don't know how he passed a concussion test, but apparently he did. Um, He's been taking a lot of shots lately, running for his life. I think Andy Reid Game plans accordingly this week In a game that he knows he can you know, Most likely win blindfolded um, So I, I expect them to try to run the ball A little bit more Establish it early on in this game And try to take some of the burden off Pat Mahomes And I think to that extent You're going to see a little bit more clock control And uh, you know, maybe not as high of a typical Chiefs scoring game uh, As they try to uh, impose the run So I like the under 52 in this one
2: yeah, you're right about that. You know, yeah, that that was weird. That Mahomes just got almost instantaneously cleared of a concussion, and he did not look good, but they they cleared him immediately. That's uh, that was kind of interesting. But um, I think you guys said a lot of uh, what I've been thinking too. Um, yeah, Chiefs. Um, you know, we said it before already. Before you know, they just they're able to beat up. they they're they they struggle against the good teams, but they're able to beat up on the bad teams. And Giants are going to be a bad team. Um, especially without a lot of their weapons this week. So, um, yeah, I'm going to side with the Chiefs on it. I'm probably not going to touch this game overall. Um, but, um, I, I mean, I guess I, I, I might also check to see how Giants uh, come along with their injury report and if this line moves anymore. Maybe, maybe I'll put on the Chiefs, but right now I'm not touching it right now.
0: All right. Yeah, should uh, – I don't know. I think there's I think there's some plays to be made for that Monday night game, so – We'll see. You won't want to sleep on that one. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do a little recap here. Um, so our lead pipe locks for the week: uh, Adam Seahawks minus three as uh, they are at home against the Jags. Robbie Cowboys minus one and a half on the road against the Vikings, and uh, I got the Bengals minus ten on the road at the Jets. So uh, we'll see, guys. Um, you know, I'm feeling good about those three picks. Uh, as for our podcast parlay. Um, Let's just make sure we're all good with this. We've got Bengals minus ten, Cowboys minus one and a half, and then we're going 49ers Bears over thirty nine and a half. Are we still good with those three?
1: We're gonna bring the energy in that that Bears game. So yeah, I love the over.
0: Yep, yep. Let's do it. Yes, I completely agree. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think. I think that, that especially with Mac being hurt, I think that's got a great. Maggie being it. out is the game. Oh, like, that's like oh, the that's, lasers that's, taking that's over. That's. Yeah, it. Yeah.
1: that's it's a five-point swing.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, now guys, consensus eliminator. So um, we had a little bit of a debate about this. Um, you know, we still have the Rams available on the road against the Texans. Obviously, there's you know some conjecture over whether uh, Tyrod is going to play or not. But we ultimately decided, and, and let me know if you guys think we need to change this. But ultimately, we decided to go with the Bengals this week. Uh, figure save the Rams maybe for a later week, uh, but this Bengals team uh, against the Jets with the backup quarterback in there for New York that feels like a lock. Um, it'd be tough for them to get a win, uh, even though they're at home. Um, so I, I don't know. Are we still with the Bengals? I I certainly love it. I locked it up. Ab- yeah,
2: yeah. I, I'm absolutely. That's going to be my play personally too. So,
1: Mike White, no way he gets the win.
0: Absolutely not. No. Cannot happen. All right, uh, guys. Well, that'll do it for our uh, week eight picks. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Robbie, one final happy birthday for you. Happy to be doing a podcast with you, and uh, many happy more. Happy thirties.
2: Absolutely.